0: guys welcome to another episode of the nick lockwood coaching podcast and today i'm going to go through a 10 step system for you that you can use to create your ultimate flexible fat loss diet which is going to give you a blueprint to not only just get in insane shape allow you to maintain it after with this structure that i'm going to provide you because i know diet is a big challenge for many of us, it used to be something for myself. And I know a lot of people struggle with it now. And with the amount of information out there, uh, fasting, low carb, calorie tracking, flexible dieting, uh, carnivore, um, juice diets. Back in the day, for it used to be for me, it was like carb cycling, backloading, uh, shake diets, juicing, all of these crazy things that you could be doing. And I did many of them. Some worked but then I was never able to sustain it. Some worked. I didn't know why they worked. Some I just could barely do past a few weeks. So today, what I want to do is give you a really simple blueprint that you can use and take away some of these strategies and take from as soon as you listen to this onwards. And if you do follow this, this is going to give you a great blueprint to not only just get results, as I said, but to keep them long-term. So where do we begin? The first point, Is going to be the obvious thing, which a lot of people have heard right now, and that is going to be about calories. There is very, very, very few cases where someone is actually within a calorie deficit, not losing weight, or actually, like some people even told me, they're gaining weight. That is very few and far between. So the first thing is to acknowledge it is going to come down to our calorie intake. And what I would say to you is you can download something and just be careful of setting the calorie deficit too steep. Download my fitness MyFitnessPal. Use a calorie calculator online. But try to lose, say, 0. 0.25 kilos a week or something like that. That is just going to be a realistic target instead of overshooting it. Of issues I want to get across here when it comes to the calorie side of things is the complacency side of it. Because we all know it's going to be about calories. Some of us have tracked calories for a while. But most people who don't achieve the results they want is they do not track for long enough to then be able to not track. The big issue I see from a lot of people is they will track their calorie intake for a week, two weeks, either not see results or think they know what they're doing. And then they stop tracking and wonder why things stalled. So what I would say to you is step one, download an app. If you want to work it out, a nice framework you can use is body weight in pounds times 15 And then see what happens with your body weight from there. Maybe you can reduce. But track for a minimum of three to four weeks. Really see what is happening and be really honest with yourself. Because that way, you can start seeing what you need to do and start creating habits you can stick to long-term. So beyond the calories, point number two is the protein target. So after you have set your calorie target, you're then going to go and set your protein target. We're not bothered about carbs and fats right now. That's down the line. But when it comes to protein, the importance of the protein is it's going to allow you to actually build muscle and change your body shape underneath. It's going to keep you incredibly full. It's going to be so good for just skin, hair, joint, muscle pet, all of these good things. Ultimately, a lot of people as well, when they diet, we don't want to look like just a slimmer version of ourselves. We want to change our body shape, which is going to help that. But within the protein intake, one gram Per pound of body weight is a good starting point and a big issue a lot of people face or i see where people may go wrong here is that always playing a protein catch-up game where they are not actually having enough protein early in the day they maybe skip breakfast have a carb-based breakfast or not really other snacks are maybe like croissants or just like a-, a cereal bar or something like that and it leaves them a lot of protein to have just in one meal. So what I would say is if you were just going about thinking of every meal, what is the first protein source? You are really, you're very rarely going to one under eat on protein, but two, it's hard to go over your calorie intake. If you were focusing on protein, if you're focusing on that, it is often lower calorie is going to keep you incredibly full. And the chances of you just being close to your targets without tracking, is going to be very high. So after your calories, set your protein intake, don't worry about carbs and fats, Really focus on protein at each meal for those benefits it's going to get, but don't be playing that protein catch-up game. I'm going to be focusing now on the flexibility side of things. Now, when we say flexibility, a lot of people take the word flexible as in kind of eating what you want and getting away with it. That isn't really what we're looking for here. We're allowing ourselves a flexible schedule because a lot of the time people get really caught up in specifics of diet plans and uh, I need to be eating this. This is what my plan says. And The reason I talk about flexibility a lot is because like, it just realistically doesn't really happen like that. Like, How many times, most of my clients, they have a lot of random things pop up up in the week, work meetings, client events could happen, midweek socials. And if your diet plan is saying you must eat this, it's not really going to work. So when we say flexibility, the first thing is for a lot of people, they want to still enjoy a balance of a social event, right? So what I would say is a good example here, is reduce your calorie intake if you're actively looking to lose body fat right now, like 200 calories on five days of the week. Then that will give you an extra 1,000 calories to add onto two of the other days. It could be one day for the Saturday, which I think that's a bit, be careful there because it's in one intense day, could be a bit hard. But then it allows you to spread it out across the week, those 1,000 at your discretion. So it could be you have two 100 less Monday through Friday, then you add that 500 extra on the weekend. It could be you use those extra 1,000 to spread out over like a 200 extra one day, 200 extra another day. If a midweek drink comes in, then you have one on the Saturday, for example. So that's the first thing is, look at your calories at a weekly average for flexibility. Within flexibility as well, you have then planned in your balance and it allows you to then reverse engineer. But also... Flexibility means now that you know your calorie intake, you can now split up your day in between because if you are having a different day, you are traveling. We need to be able to be flexible within that because we might not be able to eat exactly the same. So after you've created your flexibility for balance, it's a flexibility for day-to-day. So it could be you can hit the same calorie targets through two meals, through three meals, through four meals. So when I speak about flexibility, here's I've given you a principle that you can set up your week to incorporate flexibility for a social event, but also allowing yourself the flexibility to know that you do not need a specific diet plan. You need principles such as protein, et cetera, and quality of standards. But as long as you make up that same intake, then it's going to be okay. The fourth thing, Is going to be meal timing now the reason i say meal timing is because a lot of the time we can get really caught up on the specifics of when we are eating for the wrong reasons back in the day it used to be oh i need to eat five six meals a day to keep protein synthesis high uh, to boost my metabolism and all these sort of things which to a degree could maybe is great from a protein standpoint yeah um but that benefit you're probably going to gain from doing all these things probably isn't going to outweigh the stress it might cause you on a day-to-day basis for example if you're thinking you need to eat five to six meals per day then when are you really going to do that within client meetings it's kind of just stressful you know Um, now the big thing is intermittent fasting and for a lot of us some days intermittent fasting works really well for people for myself I like using it on a weekend, but sometimes if it's a midweek, I don't like just thinking about my first meal a lot of the time. So it's really all independent. So when it comes to meal timing, it is completely dependent on yourself and what is going to allow you to stick to your calorie numbers, feel like you can perform a day to day basis, you actually have an enjoyment from, and still allowing you to hit your protein intake within. So when I say meal timing, these are the things I want you to really consider. One is what is your schedule in terms of when you can eat for a lot of people, you may only be able to eat two main meals a day. So it makes sense in that case to have a larger dinner, maybe a smaller like lunch, and then maybe take in like a shaker bar or something like that with you to make sure we hit those things. Two within that is your protein. We need to, like I said, be not playing that Protein catch-up game. So again, if you're eating four times a day, you can easily spread that out. If you're eating twice a day, one meal could be pretty heavy protein-based in the eve. But also because it's one meal, it could be quite hard to eat, <laughs> like 150 grams of protein, right? So you could have like 80 grams there, but then take a shake in and have like 20 to 40 grams there. And most importantly, a big mistake people make with meal timing is backloading our calories to the evening too much. I used to do that, basically set myself up for an evening sort of binge when it comes to this. And the issue that can come, and the issue that can come with that, is the delayed knock-on effect of hunger. Even if we're having all our calories at one meal in the evening, and it sounds good because we can have these things, over time, if you are quite hungry you don't really notice the effect on your energy and mental performance could be low if you are too hungry. Your gym sessions may not be productive because you're not too fueled. And that delayed knock-on effect for when you get home for a stressful day at work, sit down and eat, you might just make you want to go to town and then go over. So the big things there when it comes to meal timing is how does it fit within your schedule, making sure we're not playing the protein catch-up game, and then at the same time, not leaving ourselves too hungry. After meal timing, it is going to be quality. Now, I have done diets where when I learned about tracking calories and flexible dieting, I used to actually actively get away, like try and see what I could get away with with them. And I really want to emphasize this now is 20% can be a bit of a so-called off-plan treat, whatever that may be for you. But the rest of the 80% is we need to focus on good quality within because the quality of your nutrition As I'm getting older now, I notice the impact. Firstly, if our goal is fat loss on my impact on my physique and the water retention that I get from if I eat poor foods now, it does have an impact on how I look. If I had say 2000 calories through junk versus 2000 calories through really good food, 80% quality, good quality energy, good quality health, good quality recovery. That is gonna pay absolute dividends on how you look and feel on a day-to-day basis. Then that 20% extra can come from a treat when it can suit your day. Or that 20% could be more to a weekend. The way I live on a weekend is more like, say, like could be something like 60, 40%, because I have a lot more, a bit more of an indulgence on a weekend within sort of boundaries. Quality, 80%. Then the famous, 20%. A bit more freedom. After the quality is the on-the-go options. So when you're at work is a great example of this. Pick two to three places around where you work and have a couple of options you use there. So say your local surroundings are a Pret, a Tesco, and it could be, I don't know what everyone else uses. It could be whatever one of the random stores could be nearby where you are. Go into there, look at a calorie intake on them. Look at a protein intake within certain options. If you're going to Tesco, it could be something as simple as looking at one of the wraps like a, a protein yogurt, and then it could be a bit of fruit. When you go to Pret, it could be one of their meals. Then if you look at these, you can then pick two to three options within these place. So every day you can have something quite different, fits within your targets. And then at the same time, allows you that bit more mental clarity. Uh, then it allows you that mental enjoyment of knowing that you've had something that you've enjoyed within your targets and you don't need to really think about it anymore so if you just set a principle okay my lunch on the go options around me is going to be 500 calories and i'm aiming for 30 grams of protein and you can pick that within those three places locally on track enjoyment and variety doesn't take up too much time on a busy working day the next point is being proactive We need in the early stages to be proactive in what we are doing until it becomes a habit. So on a Sunday, batch, cook or buy some ideas of what your weekly basics are going to be. That could be your breakfast, that could be your lunches, and it could be a few variations. So we are planned on what we are going to do. That way we want to be ahead of the game, not reacting as we go. So we know we're going to be on track, take the guesswork out of it. If you have I think this is really important in the early stages, a social event or a client event coming up. Look at the menu prior, then reverse engineer your day. Make sure we do these things in advance. So we're hitting our targets and not getting to the end of the day. Then looking at your fitness Path, thinking, oh, what did I have today? I've missed that. I've missed this. I've missed that. I'm not on track. I can't be bothered and all of these sort of things. Because when we are reactive, it often feels like more hassle. We don't feel good because we don't really know what we've done and we don't feel like we're on track. So the early stages, be super proactive. And yeah, that requires more work, but nothing comes easy. So plan out your basics for the week, plan out ahead of the game for your socials and your clients. Just look up a menu prior and make the best decision. Then reverse engineer your day. By being proactive, it allows you to go there, know you're going to be on track, not need to be kind of like getting there looking at a menu and being like, Oh, what have I done? Or when you're at home on a day today, so like, oh what if I had today? It allows you to have absolute certainty in what you've done, enjoyed what you're doing, and then after a while, you're not really thinking about it anymore because. You kind of can go to a restaurant and pick something. You kind of got your weekly template in front of you when you go to work. You don't need to think about those things anymore. Number eight, what are your backup options? So good examples here for backup options are what often we are busy. Often we need to grab some things in the go. So what are simple things you can do? And I honestly think like I'm going to go based on what I use and what our clients will use is if you just stock up on some protein yogurts at home, that's super easy. You can take them everywhere with you. You can have that meat just ensures you have something which is quick, easy to digest. And it's just like high in protein. At home, I would say go to one of the local stores, whether it is Waitrose, M&S, which they are pretty incredible, but it could be a bit more pricey. (laughs) There's Tesco, Sainsbury, whatever, but look for their healthier ready meals. And they can go in the microwave. It's like under five minutes. You can get them for like 400 cal high in protein. You can pick those options. And the quality in these things is actually pretty high these days. I would say buy two to three of those max and leave them in the fridge for that day where you come at home and you're thinking, I can't be asked them. my order something, or I really don't want to cook today. And if you only buy two or three of those, that means you're not going to be reliant on these all of the time, but at the same time, it gives you a reason to just stick to it. And they often taste okay. It may be better than some of our cooking, right? So having like some protein yogurts, some, healthy ready meals in the fridge just in case uh it could be like i don't want to always talk about supplements or anything but it could be just having a shake it could be having bars at your desk it could be i don't know if you enjoy beef jerky. it could be enjoy packs little things like this so your backup options that you can have in time of rush preventing laziness and keeping you on track number nine what you will have seen there is i have just outlaid eight steps to creating a weekly structure And when you follow those steps, you have now got a blueprint that you can live with onwards, because what we are doing here when it comes to your ultimate, ultimate, flexible fat loss diet is you're looking to create a blueprint that's going to get you results in a calorie deficit. Then once you have finished, you can bring your calories up and then maintain and not need to think about anymore. So if you go through those stages that I have just spoken about there, you are now creating something that you can stick to long-term because that is the whole purpose of this is following these steps one by one to create something which is going to give you a blueprint you can stick to for the rest of your life. And then if you need to lose body fat again in the future, your diet is the same, you just focus on finding lower calorie, higher volume foods. It is that simple, doesn't always mean it's easy, but that's what we're looking for. So remember, we're always thinking about long term habits, but calorie deficit for the fat loss side of things. And also that should allow you to enjoy a little bit more because it's way easier to stick to because so it suits your schedule and you've got a bit more flexibility and you're healthy, feeling good. And then number 10 is maybe one of the most important points, the great escape. What do you do when the diet is finished? Now, this only comes from what we have done. If you have got a blueprint that you are following that has allowed you to lose body fat, you can stick to and you can adhere to with better ease. And it has now become habitual, the reverse diet is where we get our clients to within the program. This is the bit where we should be looking to get to. So once you have finished your fat loss phase and got there, what we are looking to do there is bring calories back up to a maintenance and maintain your body fat, maintain a lower body weight. You might have a little bit of water with a bit more food. So the body weight might go up a little bit, but that doesn't mean fat at all. If anything, it could be great for performance. So once you say your calorie deficit is 1800 calories, random number, I don't know why I said that. Once you finish the diet, the blueprint is there. Then what you can do is you add 100 calories once a week, one time per week, maybe once every two weeks. I think once every two weeks is a bit slow. We could even jump up 200 calories straight away. You do that for a couple of weeks. And what that does is your calories are coming back up. You're going to have a little bit more energy because you finished the deficit. Your gym performance will be better. So you may even continue to lose some weight and body fat but it is going to allow you to stick to a lower body weight and body fat at that level because losing it is the hard part maintaining it is easy so if we could have the same habits but you were allowed another like four to six hundred calories daily or over a week how much could that be you have way greater food flexibility you're not going back to what you did at square one you're just adding a bit more variety at each meal it could be through like higher fatty uh, meats if that's what you have it could fish or it could be through a bit more carbs it could be a little bit more balanced to go out with and maintain and then you are going to be in a position where you finish the fat loss phase you've got your ultimate flexible fat loss blueprint there and then you can sustain your results with higher calories way more food flexibility everything is habitual so you don't need to track to a t and then it is up to you what you want to do if you want to go after another goal, maintain, build muscle, which you could probably do more at a maintenance calories now, even more so than when you're in a deficit. And then in the future, if you want to diet again, it's not a case of, oh, how do I start? It's only need a couple of weeks now and I can just reduce what I'm currently doing. So guys, so just to recap quickly, the 10 steps you need to create your ultimate flexible fat loss diet are calorie intake, Knowing what it is, being super consistent and not complacent with tracking it for a few weeks t- until things are pretty habitual, then making tweaks when you have actually been sticking to it for a good period of time and you know that you have and nothing is changing. That's when you can potentially reduce it. Number two is your protein intake, making sure you're spreading your protein out enough so you are not playing the protein catch-up game. Maybe you can set that at one gram per pound of body weight and see what happens there If you and then work towards that. And if you fancy having more, you can, but that's probably the minimum, I would say. Three is focusing on flexibility. That is flexibility for a flexi weekend, which means how you can enjoy a bit more social event with a bit more calories, so it's like you're at five days at a deficit, two days at maintenance. Allows you to enjoy things, feel like you're staying track, but also allowing yourself the same numbers, but flexible in what happens each day. If you have different things coming up, you can make up the same calories with less meals, but on the go. Or if you have a random social event coming up, you can kind of borrow calories from another day to do use those midweek meal timing. It is about finding your schedule that works for you. You do not need to eat at specific times. It what works for you, which means ensuring you're hitting enough protein throughout the day, ensuring you're hitting your caloric numbers, ensuring you are actually able to eat and it fits around your working day rather than stressing you out, thinking, oh, I need to eat this and that. But most importantly, it's not leaving yourself hungry come the end of the day. So you are putting yourself in a position to make good choices. Number five is quality, making sure we are eating nutritious food. Yes, we can have flexibility, but if we are like just filling it with junk, that is probably going to put us into a position where we are not looking and feeling our 100% best and maybe it's harder to stick to. So making sure 80% quality, even 70% quality, 30% kind of whatever. As long as we're within those numbers, our base health is really taken care of. Then that 30% can be coming from whatever your version, whether that's through a couple of drinks on a weekend, it could be a little bit of chocolate here and there and um, I find it hard having just a little bit like biscuits can never have. So for me, like sometimes a little bit of this 30% comes from maybe a few protein ice creams and a few drinks on a weekend or untracked meal per se. Um, so making sure that is in place. The next point is your on the go options. What within your local proximity of home or at work, can you quickly go and grab something which you know is going to hit your calorie intake and at the same time is going to allow you to, have a bit of variety at different places and hit your protein intake, and you don't doesn't take loads of stress in your day to go do. Number seven is going to be proactive. Plan your week in advance, especially at the get go. Plan your social events in advance from the get go until this becomes a habit to ensure you are hitting the numbers. By the end of the day, you can tick off feeling good, so you're always being proactive. And once you find you're being proactive, you're probably going to find you'll be looking. Into other areas of your life to do better things, not reactive at the end of the day, where you can be in a position where it's like, oh crap, what did I have today? Oh, this takes so much time, so much hard work, and all these sort of things. So, proactive, not reactive. Your backup options. So, it could be a couple of healthy, ready meals. It could be some in the fridge for those days where you're feeling a little bit lazy or in a rush. It could be a couple of protein bars and protein yogurts at hand, either in the fridge at work, at home, or at your desk, whatever that may be. So, it's you have those backup options for the, those days where it It's kind of needed through busyness or you're having a bit of a mental, uh, maybe not so motivated moment. Then number nine there is we're thinking long-term habits and that blueprint is going to help us get there because once you've got that diet there, that is going to give you habitual things where we don't need to think about it. We don't need to track about it. It's just autonomous. And that is going to give you your long-term blueprint. And we've got to be focusing on that because what we don't want to do is do something short-term that we can't stick to and go back to after. If you've got something you can t- stick to short-term, then you can try a special diet because you have the basics in place. You know about calories, protein, health, all of these good things, and you've got proof you can stick to something. Then you can maybe try a special diet, like the carnivore, if you really wanted to, intermittent and these sort of things. But It's about getting yourself in a position where you know what's going on and doing it. Because a lot of people who try those sort of things, they often don't really know what's going on. That's why they go back to square one. But then they think it's that special diet that got them there. And then number 10 is the reverse, the great escape. How do you come out of your diet? So looking at all those points there, that is now a habit. That is our blueprint within a calorie deficit. And then after you've finished the diet, you can slowly bring your calories back up, maintain it, and then you have way better food flexibility. You don't need to think about dieting. And you're now maintaining a leaner, stronger, fitter, healthier physique with a diet and a nice blueprint you can stick to for the rest of your life. And if you want to do another diet in the future, all you need to do is just re- reduce a few calories rather than overhauling everything. So guys, I appreciate that could have been a little bit long. Let me know which points in particular there were the standouts for you and what you which you're going to implement going forward. Um, feel free to re-listen, jot down any things. If, and if you could just take at least three of those points and implement from today, then honestly, it would be an absolute game changer. So guys, if you've listened to this the whole way through, I appreciate you so much. Drop me a DM with the word podcast and your biggest takeaways on Instagram, nick.lockwood.01. And I'll speak to you there if you need a bit more advice on any of those things there. So guys, have an absolutely phenomenal day and I'll look forward to speaking to you in the next one.